It's time for the KHNS Local News. I'm Brandon Wilkes. Today in the news, the official amount for the PFD is announced, and a Southeast conference addresses the tightening housing market. Those stories up next on the KHNS News. This year's permanent fund dividend is $1,312. The Alaska Department of Revenue announced the amount in a written statement Thursday. Alaskans who filed online to get their dividend via direct deposit should receive it on October 5th. Those who opted for a physical check or filed with a paper application can expect their PFD to arrive by October 26th. State officials say more than 600,000 Alaskans are eligible to receive a PFD this year. In the statement, Department of Revenue Commissioner Adam Crum said this year's dividend is the 42nd Alaskans have received and his department processed 8,000 more applications this year than last year. Lawmakers have discussed a potential $500 increase to dividend amounts if the price of oil stayed high enough, but that would apply to checks issued next year. Last year, eligible Alaskans received a nearly $3,300 PFD, which included a $650 energy relief check. Alaska's population is shrinking, so why does the housing market feel tighter than ever? At Southeast Conference on Thursday, a panel of housing specialists highlighted key problems in the Alaska housing market and specific strategies to fix those issues. KCAW's Meredith Reddick reports. A housing shortage in Alaska is not really news, or new. Nolan Clouda leads the University of Alaska's Center for Economic Development. I don't think housing's ever been like a particularly great spot in our economy for, for a lot of reasons. You know, we've always, we've always had high costs and problems with availability. Clouda said that although Alaska's population in most communities has declined slightly, housing demand has gone up about 9 percent since 2016. That's because families are having fewer children, so average household size has decreased. When adults live together, you know, they, they, there's usually one or two of them in a the household, right? And so, and so we have uh, basically more households, even though we have fewer people, fewer people per household. Clouda said that efforts to build more housing can be stalled by a variety of factors. Sometimes it's topography, sometimes it's land ownership that, that doesn't allow for it. Um, anything that can be done to make land available, though, is important, including the building of, of access or site infrastructure, which sometimes local governments have, have the ability to, to Cloud has zeroed in on growing short-term rental markets as another area of concern. Even if it's not a big percent of your overall units at any point in time, it keeps growing. It keeps growing. And so it puts your community on sort of a collision course, you know, with, with housing availability and affordability. Jackie Pata is the president and CEO of Clinkett and Haida Regional Housing Authority, which provides housing assistance and financial support to communities across Southeast. Pata said that in addition to questions of infrastructure and regulation, she's been focused on financial education for homebuyers and training for local build crews. That approach has seen some success. She pointed to several small communities in Southeast, including Yakutat and Ingoon, that are constructing new housing at a per capita rate above the statewide average. And my apprenticeship programs, like we have in Angoon, that can now build houses year over year with their own local crew, creating their own jobs. Um, Because we definitely have a need, we leverage our dollars, we built our crew, and we continue to utilize them. And we realized that we were not going to have build and bust communities anymore. Randy Huey, the executive director of Sitka's Community Land Trust, shared another model for providing what he called permanently affordable housing. 
Under Sitka's model, eligible low- to moderate-income buyers purchase a small home on land owned by the trust. When they sell the home, their profits are capped to keep the home affordable for the next buyer. Like all other models of affordability, it turns renters into owners. And isn't that what we really want to do in our communities, is provide a way for young families to own a home and stay there and raise their kids and be a part of our community? We want to turn renters into owners. Huey said land trusts are one small piece of the Alaska housing puzzle. Pata echoed a similar sentiment, saying that a multifaceted approach is necessary to work towards solving Alaska's housing crunch. We love where we are. We're part of the fabric, and we're going to be here. Pata added that towns across the region were looking for every opportunity to make homes affordable, to help slow out migration, and allow residents to, quote, stay in our villages and our communities. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Meredith Reddick. Thursday was the final day of Southeast Conference. You can find resources on their website at seekconference.org. That's it for the KHNS Local News. I'm Brandon Wilkes. You can find this story and learn how to access the KHNS News as a podcast at khns.org news. This is KHNS, Haynes, Skagway, and Cluck One.